0: Hugh, thanks for joining us and indeed for becoming a vice president of the Bach Choir. When did you first hear about the choir before this all happened?
1: Well, I'd like to say I'm delighted. I was rather flattered, actually. I've met lots of members of the choir over the years. The choir's you know, reputation is pretty well known to any of us who take delight in choral music, which I certainly do. But I never thought I'd be asked to be uh, in this exalted position, so... I feel a bit of an imposter, but I'm delighted to be there and to support in any way I can. And I'm looking forward to enjoying more performances and getting to know the choir better. So it's uh, it's been a good and happy development.
0: Oh, well, thank you. That's wonderful. Um, here we are sort of nine days before the coronation. Can you give us an idea of the kind of preparations that you're involved in at the moment?
1: It's pretty intense and uh, it involves dealing with the information that I'm able to lay my hands on. I'm trying to be diplomatic here because the agency's concern tend to be rather jealously guarding the information that they have. Mm-hmm. I think that by providing it a couple of days before the event, that you'd be able to digest it all in record time. And as we all know, that's not possible. It's like asking the bar Choir to perform a brand new piece with a day to go. Um, you know, these things, I'm sure they could manage it, but these things are challenging. Um, so for me, it's to do with not just the form of the ceremony of the service, but all of those taking part, and there are dozens and dozens of people taking part. Um, It's the traditional with the modern, that blend. Uh, The king, quite rightly, wants the ceremony to reflect the UK and the Commonwealth of 2023. Um, And comparing it to 53 is an interesting exercise, but that's as far as it goes in many ways because the world has changed since then and uh, I think a coronation that looked like and felt like and sounded like 53 would be a very odd thing to be producing today. So quite rightly, Charles wants this to be a, a much more modern feeling event while retaining all of the traditional elements of the coronation itself. So all of this I'm trying to deal with plus of course a very rich musical uh, mix as well, which I have to say is glorious, absolutely glorious in the way that it's been constructed. I think it'll be um, you know, one of the great highlights of the event. Music always is a great highlight, but this one especially will be a great highlight because I think it's a very special mix that they put together. And I'm very, very excited about that. So it's a lot of swatting. It's like revising for finals. Some days I'm calmer than others, can I just say? <laughs> so, I mean, you've headed so
0: many of our national uh, moments um, and in a way uh, you're obviously expressing some of the things that are happening now. I mean, how does this one compare in a way with anything else you, you've done?
1: Well, it, it compares easily in the sense that it's easy to say that these things don't come around very often and because of the record-breaking rain that uh, we've just seen, uh, lots of people will not have seen a coronation before, including me. Uh, so, you know, I was born eight years after the last coronation, so in 61. So I, I certainly wasn't anywhere near it. My mum remembers it quite well, and she remembers not seeing it on television, by the way, because they didn't have TVs in her part of South Wales at that time, not even one that they could watch in her neighbour's house. So she listened to it on the radio. Uh, as most people did. But she remembers the excitement of it and the scale of it. How does it compare? Well, in terms of scale, clearly the the state funeral for Her Majesty the Queen last year was, I still think, probably the biggest event that I would probably cover in my career, I think. That's not to downplay the coronation in any way at all. In terms of magnitude and global reach and, and... What it meant to millions of people in the UK and beyond, um, the death of the queen was something that we will never uh, be able to experience again Mm -hmm. for all kinds of reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm looking at this as a kind of a a moment of celebration and marking uh, a new start, a new chapter in our history, Mm -hmm. uh, in our national story, While also, by the way, and I know this is a rather sensitive issue, recognizing the fact that there are lots of licensed payers at the BBC who are not great royalists. So for them, I would say, well, all right, um, I respect that point of view, but you'll get a concert of classical music, the likes of which you've never seen before. So there's something in it for everyone.
0: (laughs) Here, to that, absolutely. And such a central pillar to it all, is it not, is Zadok the Priest. And I just wonder what your feelings are about that work.
1: I just think that the Zadok the Priest is one of Handel's most glorious works. You have a choice with Handel, of course, because Handel has quite a few masterpieces up his sleeve. Um, it's why he's one of my very favourite composers, along with Bach and Beethoven and Mozart, um, and a bit of Rachmaninoff thrown in, by the way, so it's quite an eclectic mix. Um, <laughs> but where would we be without Zadok the priest at a coronation service and ceremony, given the fact that it's been a traditional part, given the fact that it's uplifting, given the fact that it's majestic, given the fact that it's powerful, and given the fact that it is deployed, if I can use that word, at a crucial moment in the coronation itself. Yeah. It is when the monarch is brought forward to be anointed and to be placed in the St. Edward's chair and before the eventual accession to the throne itself or the chair of estate as it's more formally known. So Zadok, the priest, when it plays, is actually heralding the most serious and most intense and most sacred part of the coronation ceremony. And it's now won a place, it's now secured a place in the ceremonial that I think would be incredibly difficult to change or remove. I mean, I can't imagine, even in the great rich heritage that we have of anthems of that kind, I can't imagine anything that comes close to competing with it. And a piece of music that when you hear just a few notes... People who are not classical music buffs pick it up straight away. They know what it is. They know what they associate it with. And that, for me, is the magic of it. One or two people saying, well, if you wanted to modernize it, of course, you'd think about, you know, whether you wanted to have Zadok the Priest or I Was Glad or the other traditional pieces of music that we've come to love as part of the coronation My response to that would be, you'd be absolutely crazy to mess with any of those things, because they are part of the tradition, they're part of the cultural fabric of the coronation itself. They resonate around the world.
0: Of course, and I mean, you so uh, eloquently described uh, what happens during this moment when it's Um, played and sung. If you put it in context, it seems to me that that explains why there's such a long introduction. When is the choir going to come in? When is the choir going to come in? But in fact, there was a very good reason because he was told clearly make sure that the ceremony uh, behind all of this is taking place, and then suddenly unleash something, which, of course, is what happens. And I think that, as you quite rightly say, it's just one of the great moments in music. Um, Hugh, you're you're an organist as well. Tell us about your musical
1: life and, and, and your interests. I'm always rather embarrassed to describe myself as an organist, actually. I'm, I'm not a bad pianist, I will say that. <laughs> all right. I wish I was a better organist, but I love playing the organ. Honestly, I really do. And I love listening to organ music. Um, And in the last probably 20 years, I've become a much better expert at, um, you know, choosing organ music, which says something to me and finding my favorite performers for certain kinds of music. So if I want to hear Bach played on the organ, which for me is the summit of enjoyment in terms of organ music, Mm -hmm. I will go to Simon Preston or I will go to Marie-Pierre Alain or I will go to Karl Richter, who is a hero of mine as well in terms of mm-hmm. his interpretation of Bach. And I can listen to these pieces individually dozens and dozens and dozens of times, over and over and over again. And every time you discover some subtlety which excites you or which inspires awe. That's the kind of organ music that I love and it is embarrassing then to say that you know to call myself an organist because obviously i'm not in anything like that kind of league so i like sitting at the organ and learning new pieces and uh yes that can involve Bach and some other things i love improvisations on welsh hymn tunes like Havradol or um you know some of the other tunes that are are I play rosa medra for example mm-hmm. but you know would i call myself an organist well given that I've got some good friends who are very good organists and they'll give me a hell of a time if I did. I'm slightly <laughs> reluctant to do that. So I, I'd say I'm a very enthusiastic pianist who can also play a little bit of organ. That's how i describe myself.
0: Have you ever played the organ at Westminster Abbey?
1: Um, no, I've never been given the chance. And I did hint to James O'Donnell a few times that I'd like to give, have a go, but he gave me that terribly kind of sinister look of his. <laughs> uh, so I never managed that. Um but I have played at St. Paul's. That was a thrill. There are so many good organs in London. I mean, so many. I could uh, happily stop presenting the news and just traipse around London finding organs. That would be great.
0: So uh, thank you so much for your time, knowing how busy you really are, I know. And uh, we do, do appreciate this. And uh, thank you very much.
1: Well, David, it's a pleasure, honestly. And it's very kind of you to express an interest in my uh, rather idiosyncratic tastes Um, (laughs) I'm looking forward to a very long and positive relationship with the Bach Choir I'm looking forward to meeting more of the members more of those involved thank you for your company thank you for yours